You're listening to the DCC Sermon Podcast. For more information about Dayton Christian Center, you can visit dcctx.church. Now let's join Pastor David Hilton for this week's message. If you've got your Bibles, turn to 2 Corinthians. The title of this is, Now's the Time and Here's the Place. And uh, last week we looked at, there is a reward you know, when we're, when we're committed to, to Christ, man, there is a reward. And, uh, and God wants his people blessed. And, but, uh, and he's also committed to the process of our godly character. And so uh, we're going to look at a few things here. And, and I, I just want to encourage you, man. I tell you what, Wednesday nights, I have been blown away by y'all. Wednesday nights have been amazing, and Nick has just, I'm talking about, knocked it out of the park on teaching on salvation, on the Holy Spirit, and, and uh, man, it has been really good. It's the basic, something that you would think that, you know, but I'm telling you, it is so good to just get a good foundation why we're saved, why the Holy Spirit, you know, and I'm telling you, it's so good. And so we're going to look at a few things here. For some reason, when it comes to the things concerning God's kingdom here on earth, we tend to, we tend to kind of want to dismiss it or we tend to put it off. You know, we're, we're good at putting off things, you know, and we need to understand that, uh, when it comes to, uh, to Jesus, he is committed to our success. I mean, he's more committed to our success than we are. And uh, because, and, and yeah, because I'm telling you, every one of us in here, we wreck ourselves. Yes. I mean, we, <laughs> we can all do, but God is still committed to us regardless. And, uh, and I, I just have to say this right here, talking about being committed to our success. Haley, my God, girl, I, I'm telling you, y'all, some of y'all may not know, but when, when she's talking about a storm and the water's rising, I, I've watched her twice have to leave her home with babies. The last time her house was flooded, she left having a baby not knowing what was going to happen or what she would come home to. And I'm telling you, she still stuck that out. And I mean, what an amazing song out of adversity and what God's doing in your life. I I can't, I'm so proud of them kids. Rusty, I'm telling you, they've handled it like for y'all that don't know, that's Rusty's dad. He's here all the way from Ohio. I mean, Jack's Rusty's dad. Jack's dad, Rusty. That's not, that ain't nothing. Wendy walked up last night to Tina and said, uh, I'm Jack's uncle. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, what'd she do? She's like... So, welcome to Texas. <laughs> oh, man. But Haley, I, I'm just so proud of y'all and the songs y'all write. And, you know, I'm, I'm telling y'all, man, they're straight from the throne room, man. 
They just, you know, God's, God's doing something. And, you know, and she didn't just write a song with words. She lived that, you know. And, uh, and I mean, twice they've had to rebuild their house, just like a lot of y'all in here. Bailey, Doug, I mean, golly, and look, still here, still loving Jesus, ain't beating themselves up, what happened? And, you know, I, it's just, hey, it's life we're going to rebuild. Is it easy? Heck no, it ain't easy, you know? But man, God is still committed to our success, still committed to loving us, still committed to, you know, and, and I could go through this whole church, every one of y'all, the adversity that you have faced, and you're still here kicking the devil right in the teeth. Man, I like that. That's good. Heck yeah. But God, Jesus is committed to our success, and, um, and so it's usually when things like that happen that it slows us down enough to realize what's really important in life. You know, and, and sometimes it's sad that that happens, but it does happen. And, uh, but what, then you understand why. Why we're here, why he blesses us, you know, and, uh, and the reason that we're here. And so th- there is a process for our success and there is a reason, you know, for our success. And, um, and success in the kingdom, it isn't measured uh, by how much toys and stuff that we got. Yeah, that's not what it's measured by. And it's not measured, th- this may come as a shock to some, but it's also not measured on the things you do for God. Because we can all do things for God. We just didn't do it with him. You know, and Christianity finds themselves a lot of times doing things for God. And God's like, he's out here, he's over here wanting to do something else. You know, and we just get caught in doing things for God. And, uh, and so... Um, we just have to get some stuff in order because the problem is we get to doing things for God, not with him. And then we get addicted to the results. We start getting addicted to the results and then, and then that gives glory to us and not God. And then we get all out of whack. So if you got your Bibles, turn to second Corinthians chapter four. We'll start in verse three. And even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. In whose case the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelieving that they might not see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. Now, let me just stop right there for a minute because right now, in America, you see the God of this world blinding people. Come on. Because how many times have you watched the news and you go, how can they not see that's not right? How can they, how can they think burning down a building is going to get the right result that they're looking for? How can they think looting a building Come on. You know what I've noticed? And a friend of mine pointed this out. 
you don't see one Red Wing store ever broken into. <laughs> you never see a work boot store broken into. It's TVs, it's, you know, liquor stores, you know, it's never, no, they don't break into a tool place. I thought that was a great observation. It may, may be one you only get in East Texas, but, but the God of this world has blinded and, and there is a veil over their eyes that they just can't see what's going on. And, and so we're, we're, we're living in this day. And, and here's the thing about it. What he's talking about is the body of Christ. Look what he said. He says, he says they may not see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ who is the image of God. In other words, he is the very representation of God. Now, what are we? We're the body of Christ, right? And so we become the very representation of the kingdom of God and of who God is. And so let me tell you, those people who are blinded to the light, they are gonna hate you. Because what light does, when we are representative of the gospel of the light of Christ, what we do is we shine a light on their ignorance. Come on. They don't like that. And they're not going to like it. Come on. And so Paul is saying, we are the image of God. For we do not preach ourselves, but Christ. In other words, we don't proclaim ourselves. Jesus, we do not preach ourselves, but Christ Jesus as Lord. Ourselves as your bondservants for Jesus' sake. Now, just to keep everything all in right perspective, what did Jesus say? He said, I didn't come to be served, but I came to serve. And he said, the greatest among you will be a servant. And so he, Paul is putting all this in right perspective. For God who said light shall shine out of darkness is the one who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. But we have this treasure. We have this treasure, this glory, this light. We have this treasure in earthen vessels that the surpassing greatness of the power may be of God and not from ourselves. This is the reason why. Because he's, listen, Paul is saying, the, we have this glory that's shining out of an earthen vessel for the glory of God. The representative we are the representative carrying about in our body the glory of the Lord. And look what Paul goes on to explain. He says, we are afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not despairing, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed, always carrying about in the body the dying of Jesus that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our body. For we live, for we who live are constantly being delivered over to death 
for Jesus' sake, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal flesh. That is the product that God's after. Now, Paul, before, he was very zealous for God, right? Paul was going around killing Christians, right? And Paul was doing things for God. He just wasn't doing things with God. And Paul was addicted to the results, come on, of doing things for God. And then all of a sudden, God got a hold of him and changed his entire perspective, right? And now Paul has got this all lined out and he's saying, look, it ain't us. It is not about us. What it's about is our lives manifesting the life of Christ that he really lived and he really died and he rose again because that is the power. What did he say? Look what he said. For we, he said, Let me find it here for just a second. For we do not preach ourselves, but Christ Jesus ourselves, a bondservants of Christ. For God who said, light shall shine out of darkness, one who's shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the surpassing greatness of the power may be of God and not of ourselves. Let me tell you something. That power is going to be manifested. Come on. It's going to, that power is in our life for a reason. And it has to be let out. See, light shines out of darkness. And there, there, when you turn all the lights out, darkness doesn't push light out. Light pushes darkness out, right? That's what he's talking about. See, God worked on Paul's motives for the works. See, God worked totally on his motives that when he did go to work for the kingdom, it was going to be about God, not about Paul. Does that make sense? See, God changed Paul's working for to working with. And that's what, when that, this earthen vessel, because listen, your earthen vessel, it, it, it just, it's astounding that God chooses to use us. It's astounding because we are all just a messed up bunch of folk. And God still uses us. See, Paul was religiously zealous for God because that's where his status and his title came from. See, we're, sometimes we can get addicted to our titles in our status. And so he was addicted to the results. Now the result is that the life of Jesus is manifested in his life. I'm going to read 2 Corinthians out of the message. It says, if you only look at us, you might well miss the brightness. We carry this precious message around in unadorned clay pots of our ordinary lives. That's, the pre that's to prevent anyone from confusing God's incomparable power with us. As it is, there's not much chance of that. 
you you know for yourselves that we're not much to look at. We've been surrounded and battered by troubles, but we're not demoralized. We're not sure what to do, but we know that God knows what to do. We've been spiritually terrorized, but God hasn't left our side. We've been thrown down, but we haven't broken. What they did to Jesus, they do to us. Trial and torture, mockery and murder. What Jesus did among them, he does in us. He lives. What Jesus did among them, he will do it in you. Jesus said, greater works I've done and you'll do. Come on. Our lives are at constant risk for Jesus' sake, which makes Jesus' life all the more evident in us. That's the reason why. Come on. So no matter what you do, the reason that you do it is so that Jesus' life is manifested to prove that he lived and he died. Come on. It has nothing to do with how good we are, all the things that we do. All, all, come on. See, now is the time and here's the place to make it evident who you're living for. See, we all tend to say oh, we're waiting on the right time or I'm not qualified or I need to do this first or listen, you don't have to clean up to take a shower. Right? No, it has nothing to do with you. You're never going to be qualified enough. Come on, you know how many times the devil reminds me I ain't qualified to do this job? Every day. I'll leave here and he's going to tell me that's the worst message you've ever preached in your life. He does it every Sunday. Come on. Let me tell you something. He'll, yourself and the devil are your worst enemies. You're never going to be a good enough employee. You're never going to be a good enough dad. You're never going to be a good enough husband. You're never going to be a good enough neighbor. You're never going to be a good enough musician. You're never... Come on. So just go on and do it. (laughs) Learn as you go. It's like that guy asked me one time, I was down in the ditch. We was building a maximum security prison. I was down in this trench because they dig six feet down to put the walls, keep them prisoners from digging out. And so I'm down in this trench in the river bottom and it's hot, middle of summer. And that guy, he come up and he said, hey, do you know how to run a dump truck? You darn right I do. (laughs) Had I ever? No, I had not. But I'm telling you, I learned how to drive a dump truck to the point to about two, three days later, he was, he was saying, hey, you got to slow down. Because I'm telling you, I wanted to learn how to go through all them gears. <laughs> Get me in the AC and out of that ditch. You bet I know how to drive one. Darn right, I'll figure this thing out. As we go, I could slam that gate. Wham! 
darn right. Get me out of there. Look in 1 Corinthians 12. I like this part. Everybody say, I got a gift. Verse 1. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be unaware. Now that I find very hilarious because the church is more unaware of spiritual gifts than the heathen people. You know it? I'm telling you, I, it, it cracks me up. Look in verse 4. Now, there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit, and there are varieties of ministries, and the same Lord. And there are varieties of effects, but the same God who works all things in all persons. Now, I'm just going to stop in verse 6. What is it saying? He's saying there's varieties. And it's the same Holy Spirit that works all and in all. Not just in the 12 guys that's already died. <laughs> right? Because that's what we do. We dismiss the gifts that it only worked in them 12 guys. Now, how dumb is that? But to each one is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. For the common good. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge according to the same Spirit, to another, I mean, you just think of the audience he's having to lay this out to. Because he keeps going, it's the same Spirit, y'all. It ain't different. It's the same spirit working in all you folk. That's what he's saying. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the spirit, to another the word of knowledge according to the same spirit, to another faith by the same spirit, to another gifts of healing by the one spirit, and to another the effecting of miracles. Now that word affecting is impression. It's operation. It's influence. Come on. The, and to another, the affecting of miracles. So those things are going to happen. And to another, prophecy. To another, the distinguishing of spirits, which, man, we need some of that right now. To another, various kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. And like Nick pointed out so eloquently Wednesday night, is what we've done in the charismatic churches is we've hung our hat on one gift speaking in tongues and we've scared the hell out of everybody else. That's right, Dave. right? And that's what we've done. There's so many more gifts than just speaking in tongues, y'all. And we, it, this doesn't have to be weird or scary. But what we did was we made it weird. And we made it spooky, to be honest. I mean, I'm, there's some Christian folks that scare me. 
I'm telling you. But what it's done is, is it's left the church ineffective without the right tools. Come on. That's like our door upstairs has been sealed off. I had to seal it off because it's leaking and we, the door people could never fix it. So the door people come back and looked at it, then left and come back and looked at it and left. And the third time they come back, I get a call from Jimbo and he says, hey, the door guy's here. Uh, can you come look at this? So I come up there, I looked at it and he's looking at it. So we're both looking at it. And he goes, well, what do you think? I said, I don't know. I ain't the door guy. I said, but I will suggest maybe taking the threshold off and seeing what's going on under there because we're getting a lot of water in the church. He goes, well, do you have any caulking or any? I had to walk downstairs. Look, Jimbo, he's like, I had to leave. I walked downstairs and I was walking back up. Jim said, do you want me to go get? No, I do not want you to go get none. I want the door guy to go get some. <laughs> right? I want the door guy just to do his job. And the boss sends him out here with no to look. No, I need to fix. See, there's looking and fixing. I just had to leave. <laughs> I did. I left. I said, Jim, do not fix that door for this guy. I said, I'm leaving. You leave. The church has been in that same spot of just looking at the problem. We don't have no distinguishing of spirits. We have no words of wisdom. We have no knowledge. We have, and so we've got a congregation of people that have no idea of what all it means to live free from the chains and bondage. And we just, and listen, what did Jesus, I, I'm telling you, Jesus was, he was, he had to be a cowboy. Because I'm telling you right now, he told the scribes and the Pharisees, he said, man, you get people saved and you make them twice the sons of hell as you are. That's what Jesus said. He said, y'all are making them twice the sons of hell. And that's what we do. We bring people in and then we heap more rules and obligations on them. And then they get burnt out sitting in church doing things for God. Come on, man. Are y'all in here? And they never live free in the kingdom. And because at the end of the day, we're just all earthen vessels. Come on. We're just all earthen vessels. Not much to look at. Right? Still mess up. Still slip a cuss word out when you about get hooked in the pens. That's true, ain't it? That just happened two days ago. 
had a little old bull standing there. And I kept thinking, surely he's going to bluff. And I'm like, and I hate to bluff first. It goes against my rules because it gets dangerous when you go to bluffing all the time because they want to tree you all the time. This little dude, he just kept coming. And I was like, hey, hey. <laughs> little toot. <laughs> right? Quit that now. He just, it was his day because I did not have my sorting stick. Where am I? See, that's how free I am as I'm just an earthen vessel. <laughs> right? But one in the same spirit works all these, distributing to each one individually just as he wills. Come on. For even as the body is one, yet has many members, and all the members of the body, though they are many, are one body, so also in Christ. We are just one body. Ephesians 4, 13, and he gave some as apostles, some as prophets, some as evangelists, some as pastors, teachers, for the equipping of the saints for the work of service in the building up of the body of Christ. See, we've got to learn that we are the saints and there is an equipping that needs to take place. And so it's amazing to me to just sit back and I always brag on y'all because when you come in the parking lot, what you're seeing is people serving. You, you, you're coming in, of course, Rodney might harass you at the gate back there, but you're, 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 you're being served, right? Need a place to park right here. You need to drop your wife off, go up here. You know, and I mean, and they're serving you coming in. There's people and, you know, every, every pe people are doing, you know, the camera. I mean, I, who'd ever thought? I mean, it's, these people are serving because there's, there's a whole nother church online, come on, that get to watch, and it's because there's people serving, giving their time, their place. And so I, I commend you for that. that that's, I, I, honestly, it humbles me, the people that do things around here. You know, so I, I just think it's amazing once we start figuring out, hey, man, Listen, it's hard to be depressed when you're serving somebody else beside yourself. I, I'm telling you, you, you the, the quickest way to battle depression is start serving somebody. And get your mind off you and go to serving and sowing into other people. Come on. See, most everyone can say Romans chapter 2. Turn to Romans chapter 12, verse 2. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good, acceptable, and perfect. See, we can all, just about everybody knows that. Renew your mind. Renew your mind. But what is he saying? 
Man, it got quiet in here. The AC kicked off. I don't, I don't know about y'all, but the back of my head is like froze. <laughs> For through the, I'm pushing, I'm persevering. Yeah, we're persevering here in this cold building. For, for through the grace given to me, I say to every man among you not to think more highly of himself than he ought to think, but to think so as to have sound judgment as God has allotted to each man a measure of faith. For just as we have many members in one body and all the members do not have the same function, so we who are many are one body in Christ and individual members one to another. And since we have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let each exercise them according, if prophecy according to, pro, to the proportion of his faith, if service in his serving, or he who teaches in his teaching, or he who exhorts in his exhortation, he who gives with liberality, he who gives with liberality, he who leads with diligence, he who shows mercy with cheerfulness. Let love be without hypocrisy, adore what is evil, cling to what is good, be devoted to one another in brotherly love, give preference to one another in honor, not lagging behind in diligence fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Now, let me just say this. Paul's saying, you need to renew your mind to what's going on and how this really all works. Because here's the deal. And like I said, a lot of times we dismiss the things of the kingdom or a lot of times we're waiting to be qualified or maybe the timing ain't right or maybe, you, you know, whatever excuses that we come up with at times to keep us from doing what God's called us to do, the gift that's on our life, or maybe we just don't know. I, I can't tell you uh, how many times that I've stood up and have a word for somebody and be just plumb, just like, oh man, this is pretty scary. You know, because quite frankly, you, you don't want to miss it. You, you know what I mean? And, and it, like the other day, Big Jim come up and said, I just feel like I have a word for somebody. He gave the word and nobody responded at all. And Jim was like, okay. He walks down, gets off the stage, church is over, and then people started coming. Man, that was for me. That was for me. That was for me. But I'm telling you right now, you can't not give it. You, you just have to. And, and, and so you, you just have to respond. And let me tell you, it's never going to be clear. Man, you're, you're going to fight yourself, but you just got to do it. You know, you're always going to fight. Man, that, that, that little old lady that in the grocery store that you think you need to go pray for, Oh, yeah, but I don't, man, it's a bread aisle. I don't know. No, you, you need to go on and pray. Come on. So it, 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 I'm telling you, it'll never be, but it'll get easier as time goes by. Because when you start seeing 
the power of God manifested in your life, that's what you get addicted to. But it's him. It's not you. And looky here. That word gift, here's what it, here's what it means, the gifts. The word gifts is charismata. The plural of charisma, the word is derived from charis, which is grace. Bear with me now. I'm no English scholar and I ain't, sure ain't no Greek scholar. But the word grace is God's unmerited favor for men. The word unmerited is you can't earn it and you don't deserve it. You can't earn it. I can't be good enough. I can't live long enough to earn, come on, or deserve those gifts that are on my life. I can't. You can't do enough. You can't be right enough. You can't, come on, are y'all hearing me? The suffix ma, it comes that comes after charis makes it the result of grace. Charisma is a result, the gifts, the unmerited favor of God on your life. Come on. Those gifts that work in your, that grace is at work. And listen, the result of grace at work in your life is not what you're after. You're after the one who gives the grace. Man, when, when Jack started saying that, I thought, man, you have no idea. See, when you get caught up in that moment, he's the one that gives the grace. Then the result of that manifests in the power of God. Come on, man. Charismatic. See, is the result of God's grace at work in our life. See, the meaning, it's the result of God's unmerited favor on you. So you can't earn it. So it doesn't matter if you're ever qualified, if you're ever going to do enough right things, if you're ever going to pray enough, if you're ever going to worship enough, if you're ever going to study enough. That's not what it's about. The one spirit who gives and works all in all. Come on. And the more you worship, the more you pray, the more in tune you get, and the more you'll, the manifestation of the glory of God in your life is a result. And then that way, you're not just out doing things for the result, but you're out doing things because of the grace that's at work in you, right? And then that's what gives glory to God. Come on. That's what he's after. See, 
It's not, it's God's grace and nothing to do with us being ready, but it has everything to, uh, everything to do with us being willing and believing. See, where we get sidetracked is when we're after the result instead of the grace. See, the gifts are a direct result of God's grace at work in us through the Holy Spirit to make evident that Jesus lived and is alive in us, which glorifies the Father. That's the whole deal. See, when we make it all about the gift, it makes it about us. And we get off track. Because I'm telling you, there is a lot of folk that makes it all about the gifts of God. It's all about the gift. It's all about the gift. And then that makes it about man getting the glory. Come on. When we're merely nothing really to look at. When it has nothing to do with us. Come on, are y'all with me? See, when we make it about the gift, it makes it about us. Listen, Moses got water out of a rock in total disobedience. See, the gift worked for the benefit of the people. But Moses was in total disobedience and water still come out of the rock. Come on. Look here. In Romans eleven twenty nine, 29, it said God's gift, God's unmerited favor, <laughs> And God's call are under full warranty, never canceled, never rescinded. In other words, for the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. God's unmerited favor on your life, he will not call it back. God loves you that much. Well, I don't know if God can use, listen, the very fact that you even think enough to not want to miss it, to not want to do something wrong, means that you still have a conscience, that you, come on, are y'all hearing me? That God ain't left you, God's not mad at you, God, come on, God wants to use you. God wants you. See, there's always going to be that unmerited favor on your life. And God won't cancel it. He won't take it back. Even if you don't want it or even if you don't even know it's there or don't think you deserve it because of past or whatever, it, it doesn't matter. It's always there, that unmerited favor because one day God's going to say, man, look, I can't... I, the kingdom was yours. In 2 Corinthians 5.10, for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ that each one may, each one may, be, may be recompensed. And that word recompensed is compensation. We're all going to be compensated one day for what we've done here on this earth. Recompense for his deeds in the body according to what he, what he has done, whether good or bad. So it's important that we get this right, y'all. 
it's very important that we get this right. Because I don't want to stand before God one day and he said, look, man, I had unmerited favor on your life to do whatever you wanted to do. We serve a God that nothing is impossible. And we, we're going to stand there and go, well, I just didn't have enough money. <laughs> right? Or, man, I just, I don't know, Lord. I, I, just, I didn't know. Well, I gave you the whole manual. <laughs> right? I, I didn't know. So it's important that we get this right. Matthew 7, 22. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy gift in your name? And in your name cast out demons, gift distinguishing the spirits. And in your name perform many miracles, effecting of miracles. And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me. He who practices lawlessness. And when you look that word lawlessness up in the Greek, it basically means sin, transgression. And here's what sin and transgression is. It's simply missing the mark. See, Paul was re very religious, but he was just missing the mark. Come on. See, a lot of us have missed the mark. Just missed the mark. What do you do when you keep missing the target? You go sight your gun in. Are you going to be hungry picking up sticks? Somebody else going to be killing. Right? Jesus said, man, how... Just think of that for a minute. I, I never knew you. We're talking about somebody. I, I remember reading this when I was about 20-something years old. And that shook me to my core. Because the first thing I thought was, this is Christian folks. This ain't the heathen folks that I'm running around with. This is the folks in the church house. These folks are casting out demons, prophesying Come on, doing miracles. And Jesus says, I don't even know you? I said, boy, you better get your stuff together. And I'm telling you, let me show you something amazing. Galatians chapter 5, and then I'm done. You say, man, that's heavy. No, it's really not. See, when he said to have sound judgment, that means common sense, y'all. He's saying you just got to have some common sense. And let me tell you, we're living in a day where common sense is... What? Let me tell you something. Common sense is... It, it, what, what's it when them animals are extinct? Common sense is becoming extinct. Look, here's how easy this is. Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit, 
What spirit is he talking about? He's talking about the spirit that does all in all, that performs all these, come on. That spirit, it says the fruit of the spirit, the product of the spirit of God in your life. That's what he's saying. When you're being obedient and you're walking in the spirit, look what he says, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such thing, there's no law. Now those who belong to Christ, Jesus, have crucified the flesh with his passions and desires. If we live by the spirit, let us also walk by the spirit. That's how simple this is, is being obedient. Because I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit is always going to prompt you to love your neighbor as yourself, to be faithful. What did it say? We read it. It said, let love be without hypocrisy. In other words, don't pretend. Don't, pre don't put on a religious face. You know, how many times you've been to church? Hey, how's it going? Oh, it's great. No, it's really hell. But I'm going to tell you it's great. <laughs> right? Come on, this is easy, y'all. This ain't that difficult. God wants to use you right now and right here where you're at. You don't need a platform. Them boys used to say that all the time. Oh, man, I'm going to win the world. I'm going to use that platform to spread the gospel. No, you won't. Because if you're not doing it now, you're not going to do it when you get a gold buckle. You're just not going to do it. Listen, God's good. God's real good. Thank you for listening to the DCC Sermon Podcast. If you enjoyed this message and would like to hear more, you can subscribe to our podcast and YouTube channel. If you would like to give towards our ministry, there are giving options available at dcctx.church. Thanks again for listening to the DCC Sermon Podcast.